In the name of God Almighty, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The events leading up to Jesus' crucifixion seem so unbelievable. Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a colt while people spread their cloaks before him and waved palm branches in celebration of his arrival. As Jesus passed, the crowd shouted, Blessed is he, the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And then somehow, somehow everything was turned upside down and these same people were now shouting, crucify him, crucify him. How in the world could this have happened? I have to believe that at least some of the people in the crowd had seen or heard of the miracles that Jesus performed. Some of them may even have been healed by Jesus. What could have prompted these people to turn against Jesus and call for the execution of the man they honored as their king just a short while before? One answer has to be that God put in place all of these things. Jesus' betrayal by Judas, Jesus' arrest, and Jesus' submitting himself to the authorities. God put all of these things in place in order that his will for the salvation of the world could be fulfilled. There's no question about that. At the same time, the crowd was made up of people whose actions were deplorable. But if you think about it, these people simply behaved as people sometimes do. It seems to me that a mob mentality was at work here. There are many examples throughout history of people acting in terrible ways, fueled by the rhetoric and terrible actions of others. As much as we may want to believe ourselves to be independent thinkers, we are influenced by the words and the behaviors of others, especially as those words and behaviors are emulated by more and more people over time producing a snowball effect. You might even remember a time when you yourself were influenced in such a way. Mob mentality is only successful due to its ability to erode one's faith in something. This mob mentality that can begin with one single person serves to provoke others to doing bad things, things they would never have done otherwise. In Paul's letter to the Hebrews, he urges them to hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering in response to Jesus' eternal faithfulness. Holding fast to our faith in Jesus Christ may indeed be the one thing the one thing that can protect us from falling prey to mob mentality when it arises. Because in that faith, in our faith in Jesus Christ, there can be no room for compromise. Our faith is the well from which we draw our integrity. In contrast to a mob mentality that provokes bad behavior, Paul implores us to consider how we can provoke one another to love and good deeds? And that is really an interesting question. How can we provoke another person to love and good deeds? Well, if bad behavior by one person can provoke bad behavior in others, 
Well, then it seems to me that works of love by one person can provoke works of love in others. And good deeds done by one person can provoke good deeds in others. In his death, Jesus performed the ultimate work of love and goodness. His sacrificial act may surely be seen as a means to provoke love and good deeds in you and in me. And in turn, we're meant to provoke love and good deeds in one another and in all people. God used the brutal and tortuous death of his son as a way toward the fulfillment of his divine purpose so that this world of sin and death may become a place of love, a place of goodness. Our faith compels us to honor the sacrifice that Jesus suffered for us. So let us honor the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross by daily giving ourselves to loving one another and to do good deeds in the name of Christ. And in doing so, in doing so, we each become Christ to the world. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.